position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode number 228 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. That's right. Being recorded for you here on this Friday, the 8th of March, uh, at 4.57 uh, a.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time. Coast to the most, left coast. Crack and Oh, that would make it for our sequel friends, of course, the one true time date format. 2019, uh, what, 0308? Yeah, 0308. 457. Crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Thank you, Ivor. That is a fucking excellent idea. Whoa, do we have a show for you this week? Mm. Mm. Delicious. Thank you for that excellent idea, Ivor. You're fired. All right, so let's get straight to our top stories. First of all, um, well, these are in no particular order. This is the first time that we've ever done our show notes on uh, our iPad Pro uh, 12.9-inch big screen using Microsoft OneNote. We normally use a Surface Pro 4 to with OneNote to do our, our notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just actually masturbating the uh, scissor boom there. That was really weird. Okay. Um, but yeah, this one, this time we're running uh, on the uh, iPad 12 and it is I am surprised. There's some problems though with the iPad 12 that we are not going to talk about because it's iPad shit. Alright, so um, first off in our top stories uh, props go out to Boldy Lockers a uh, friend of the show, Bully Lockers. Check out uh, the show blurb for a uh, link to his stream. Um, who has reported that ding dong! I We need to fucking come up with a sound effect for this. <coughs> but we don't have one yet and it, we're getting so far down the list that it doesn't look like we'll ever have one. We have a list of um, games that 
would be required either specifically as their franchises in sequels or either in sequels or, you know, just um, uh, reissuing, rem- you know, whatever, definitive edition or whatever, or of workalikes of those name brand franchises, sequels or workalikes or whatever the fuck um, that would be required to make Linux gaming completely 100% compelling to anyone and Boldy Lockers happened to hit on one uh, this week uh, reporting that FIFA 2019 uh, runs great on Linux Uh, I cannot remember and he's not up right now although he should be I don't know where the fuck he is That's, that's the bottom line let's see FIFA 2019 no, not FIA. Everything works on Linux. Oh. Oh, well, I guess we're, we just struck out out of the gate, because FIFA 2019 is evidently not available on Steam, and I thought he was playing it on Steam. Oh, well. But anyway, there is... You can jump on the Discord, our Discord channel, and hit up Boldilocks uh, and ask him. Um... I'm sure he will be more than willing to assist you. That fulfills the role of an excellent you know, European football American soccer uh, game. We, we're going we're gonna to tick through several of those this week. This very week, my friends. Here, friends, let me tell you what I mean. So, okay, so we got... Uh, oh, also, many, many tanked U's go out to uh, Free Like Gnu for posting a solution albeit an insane one uh, <laughs> to our uh, problem with Dirt Rally 2.0 not having a heads up gear shifter you know uh, no indication of what gear you're in his is slightly way more elaborate than I w- anything that I would ever cover on the show it does require uh, <laughs> using an Arduino as a telemetry module to get <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Anyway, but many things is you know, it's a thought that counts. You have to make your own tachometer using telemetry with an Arduino. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on from there. But anyway, there's a good thought. Uh, Yo, hey, hi to Adnight. And then, finally, speaking of Free Like Canoe. Something absolutely glorious happened this week. And we're not even talking about the feature that we have for you this week. We'll, We'll get to that in a moment. But something glorious happened this week. So, okay, let's do the math. Well, okay, I I wrote this out on a piece of paper somewhere. I don't know where it is. But earlier this week, Free Like Gnu was watching the live stream and he likes Dead Cells. I love Dead Cells. I played Dead Cells for over 400 to 600 plus hours uh, via Flatpak and I played another 400 plus hours via uh, Steam uh, once they had via wine via wine and Steam then I played that was through my own prefix that I configured not through Flatpak so that's like you know maybe a thousand hours we'll say then I played another 400 another 200 to 400 hours uh, in early access uh, Linux beta or alpha and then beta and then another so we're up to 1400 hours to 1600 hours and then another 200 hours which is like the only thing that's like registered like on my playtime in terms of inside of Steam because the early access didn't carry over like the stats didn't carry over anyway I played about 2000 hours of fucking dead cells Sing it with me, everyone. 
One, two, three, four. I am Dungeon Scum. That is all I really am. Yeah, I am Dungeon Scum. That is all I really am. Yeah, I am. Just repeat that. As long as you keep singing that song, I get to keep living. Well, something miraculous fucking happened. So, Free Lake Canoe, who, uh, he's been playing, uh, I must call it Dungeon Scum, Dead Cells himself lately. And, I was really drunk and stoned and high and just drunk and fucked up and I hadn't slept in forever. Chewed up from a day. And we both happened to be online at the same time and I, I started a live stream of Dead Cells for him just to show him some of like what it can be like. Now, out of those 2,000 hours, we'll say... 1500 there's a good margin of error here so 1500 to 2000 hours of dead cells not much of which I've streamed I would say I've probably streamed about 8 hours of dead cells all told over the last 2 years um, or thereabouts so, so we'll knock it down to 1400 hours okay and of all those 1400 hours I had never had a viewer that I cared about, because um, like everyone would just you know join and then hang out, hang out and leave quietly. This is back in the day. We are talking endless runs. Literally, I had unlocked almost everything. For, I think I just gave you three or four iterations of the game whose stats are not, you know, they don't transfer. Um, At least two out of those three, I had unlocked basically everything in the game. Basically, not everything, but basically everything. We're talking like my menagerie was just enormous. Anyway, the bottom line is this. I had never beaten the game until this just random day that Free Like Canoe is watching and I beat fucking Dead Cells in front of them, I ruined the game for him in a lot of ways, I'm very sorry about that I'm not sure if I brought this up last week because drinking, lots of drinking, lots of lots of booze and Metal Gear um, but I beat Dead Cells I did it all of those other attempts each attempt, you know, maybe being about 45 minutes long, you know, sometimes as short as maybe 35, sometimes as long as, you know, an hour and a half-ish if you want to talk about pure playtime, although it's not a metric that I've actually actively recorded, but it was the one that popped up, I think, I can't remember what I took a screenshot, but I can't remember what the uh, total amount of playtime was, because I loaded a save from the beta where I had everything and I was about halfway through, and then I just accidentally beat the game it was amazing. I'm so glad that Free Lake Canoe is there for that. And the game is absolutely like, you know, if you like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you like side-scrolling platformers, you like swords, whips, chains, bondage, you know, really extreme BDSM kind of shit, then yeah, yeah, Dead Cells, it's for you. Just remember to sing, I am Dungeon scum, that is all I really am. Yeah. And then repeat it. As long as you do that, we, we stay alive. Now, our feature this week, of course, uh, is a game that was released, is about a game that was released yesterday at uh, 1800, or no, uh, yeah, uh, well, what the fuck is it, 9 o'clock? I have dyscalculia, so fuck you. Um, 2100 hours at 9 o'clock. PM, Pacific Coast Time. Pacific Time. PST, LA Time. Left Coast Time. It's a little game called Devil May Cry 5. When I say that it was released yesterday at 9pm, I mean it was literally released at 9pm. 9.30, I was very drunk and stoned. I was blah, but I had 
pre-order. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, new and noteworthy. Hit him with it, Ivor. I was a North American fall when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So then, drop them sick beats. Yes, that's right, ladies and germs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and germs, madames and messieurs, uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. We've had a chance to play it. We, we're not ready to do a review of it, um, but it is... All right, you can kill that, Ivor. We played four hours of it. Anyway, thank you for killing that, Ivor. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, we can now safely say, is a lot of fun. Um, especially if you are very high when you generally play your videos of the games, the gamages. Um, Toe Jam and Earl... Which is a game that I played back in the day-day. Um, I, and I played it a lot, but I never really liked it because it made no sense. And it still makes almost zero fucking sense. But it is so fun that... Uh, and it runs great on Linux, you know, via Proton. Um, it's uh, $19.99. I know we mentioned it last week, but it, we needed a new and noteworthy for this week. Uh, other than our feature... And it's a really good game. It's a good game across all ages and, uh, what do you call it, um, demographics and stuff. Like, and theoretically, it has multiplayer built in. So, if you have kids or, like, if you live locked in the basement of a sensitive, um, an overprotective, uh, what do you call it, um, Mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Oh, mother-in-law. Um, you know, lived in a, if you live in her basement and she, uh, objects to all the newfangled, uh, gizmonic shit that you're fucking with down there, um, this is a good title. Don't let her hear this podcast, though. Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, $19.99. It is really fun it's actually better than I remember the game being I don't remember if, if this I'm not sure if this is a remaster or a reboot or a remix or a sequel or a prequel or a requel try new Vix requel Any your everyday game getting you down try requel not to be confused with New Vic's recoil in horror at yet another sequel. But anyway, this is a good piece of nostalgia that uh, is a little expensive at $19.99, but if you are getting as high as often as I am, trust me, you just might need it. It might be the only thing that will save you from yourself. And now with that, I've worked based on with the feature because, oh boy, do we have a feature. Thank you, Ivor. Yes, I will take it. I will pick it up right where you dropped it off. So, the year was... 1879 the civil war had been over for almost a decade and a half and there I was in my first time living away from home on my own I had three things in my living room well four things well five things our three weapons our four weapons our five weapons are ruthless efficiency almost fanatical devotion to the Pope and anyway I had a couch that I had stolen from, well, I didn't steal it, but I 
you know, taking it. My parents wanted to get rid of it. I had a couch in my living room. I had a TV stand that housed a TV that weighed literally 45 pounds at least and was huge. Uh, considered to be huge at the time. I had a PlayStation. I think maybe a PlayStation 2. I think. Controller wired. I didn't have a laptop computer at the point, at that point, that could uh, I didn't have a laptop computer at all actually. I had two computers in the house and they were connected by Cat5 cable running literally across the ceiling, duct taped to the ceiling uh, to a router. I had no cable. I had no cable TV. I had a VCR and a TV in that PlayStation. And more than that, I had two other things. I had a typing table from 1945 made out of fucking brown painted steel the type that uh, is rollable you can roll it around it weighs a ton um, and has two flyleaf desk side wings that pop out one for where your finished pages go and the other for the pages that you're about to transcribe and that's why I wrote Blue Wizard is about to die first things I set up were those things uh, not in that order it literally went typing table typewriter, Royal uh, Quiet Deluxe uh, also from around 1945, maybe 1950 I can't remember which one because I, I used to collect manual typewriters anyway, the bottom line is this then the TV then the VCR then my collection of MST3Ks and then all of my video games and along with the PS2 and so I posted up there. Now on that typewriter, I ended up writing Blue Wizard is about to die. Actually, not on that typewriter. Uh, that was several years after this exact moment. I want to say about 18 months later. Because I wrote that on all of that Electera manual electric that I foolishly gave to a girl. But anyway, you have to get rid of the manual typewriters some way and once you have 20 of them the best way is through Christmas and or gifting to girls but that 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 was the typewriter I wrote Blue Wizard on was the manual Olivetti Lectera which actually turns out to be an insanely valuable typewriter that I, I gave to anyway I gave it away it's an insanely valuable typewriter yeah uh, belt driven um, manual electric and one of the worst typewriters I've ever owned. That was what I wrote Blue Wizard on. But, long before I pulled out the Olivetti and began punching away at Blue Wizard, I would come home every day, depressed as fuck. I would open up a six-pack of Mickey's Big Mouths. You didn't have to open them. They just came in like a little carry case. And I would open up a big Mickey's Big Mouth. Oh, God. This is before they even had the riddles inside the caps. And every day I would sit down at that typewriter, that the Royal Quiet Deluxe, uh, that was given to me by someone who was, at the time, my best friend and lifelong friend. Um, and I would proceed. And I would put something on the CD player. I had a CD player, too. And I had these two humongous speakers can't believe, I have no idea what happened to those speakers they were not wired to the TV though and so it was with some weird, you know, like oh this is like I'm becoming an adult type of experience that there I was under three months of moving in, I moved in in December I want to say because it was fucking freezing so I'm going to say it was around this time of year and a new game had come out and I, I, I was not a games journalist 
Back then, I wasn't a programmer. I was just a musician. I wasn't a bookmaker. Anyway, I was just a musician. And I was pleased as fuck to have my own studio now in my master bedroom of that house. And I was free. But I would come home to this empty room. And I would sit on a wicker chair. A fold-up wicker chair. It was pseudo-wicker. It was like, you know, fake bamboo. The type that you see at weddings, but there they generally put cushions on them. But I was young and full of piss and vigor. And I would sit down every night and I would write a poem or three. And uh, then... I would take the stack of poems from the previous night and I would go to the bar replacing the new stuff with that stuff. You know, so like I took the stuff from the last night leaving the stuff from that night I would go to the bar and then I would edit them and then I would come back and I would type them up again as if they required more if they required more typing up then I would type them up again I would transcribe them with my notes you know incorporated notes incorporated kids incorporated okay anyway um and then ultimately eventually the final step and this has been true for my entire life has always been taking the typer pages for final transcription which is where all the final edits go in um into the digital retyping of them. You know, line per line. Blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes, you know, if they're ready, then if they're done, they're done. And if they're not, they're not. Then, you know, you just keep working on them in the digital form. But that's how I, that's how you get through the inception of, of, uh, you know, that's how you, that's how I, frequently working from my notebooks, actually, before getting to the typewriter, you punch it up, forces you to focus on exactly what the fuck it is that you're trying to say. Is this the right word? Is this the best word? And there's no delete key on the Royal Quiet Deluxe. Anyway, then, you know, then you do it again if you have to, after you make your notes, after you read yesterday's stuff. Then, finally, they go into the computer and then eventually into books. But anyway, Imagine my shock and surprise when about two months, so yeah, right around this time of year, right after I'd moved in, I'm there alone and I get sick. I get really sick. Luckily, I had a brand new game that I had not had time to play yet. And it was a game called Devil May Cry. And this is still the early days of the internet. This is literally fucking 20 years, not 20 years, uh, it's 2019, so this is like 2000, this is the year 2000. 2001. So 2002, that is exactly when I were, when I wrote Blue Wizard later on that year. Anyway, the bottom line is this, I had this new game called Devil May Cry that no one had ever heard of and everyone thought looked like shit and I was not a games journalist. I was just a musician and a tutor and a student. And so I get really sick and I will never forget the night that I fired it up because I'm sleeping on my couch and I am dying. Like I am ill. I'm very ill. Like hardcore flu. Eventually, several years after this, in the same house, I would get a much worse hardcore flu that turned into walking pneumonia and that almost killed me, but that's a different story. So I return home and I realize that I'm sick. I'm like, okay, fine, we're gonna have to play a video game. And I made a Anna Margarita pizza. I can't remember if that's the actual name of the thing, but I, I made it in the microwave. It was a personal sized thin crust pizza in the microwave, and I made it on one of my new plates from Walmart. And I was halfway through eating the pizza when I almost broke a tooth on something very hard. And it was a penny that I that had inadvertently absconded with the pizza. I mean, this is, you know, 
microwave, you know, put it on, like, full of the cardboard thing, you put, you know, and there was a penny underneath it. And so I boot up this game while I open my 27th Mickey's Big Mouth of the night. And my tiny little brain got blown away. Devil May Cry originally was meant to be, uh, was originally worked up all of the environments and the camera angles for this game, which was a, a third person, demi isometric, uh, chase cam style, uh, action slash em up of a new order, the likes of which that had never been made prior to it, was originally conceived as the out of the remnants. It was, it's, it's, it's original, its origin comes from being a failed sequel to Resident Evil and the environments that they had made were so elaborate and so enormous and the camera angles so big and so good whenever sometimes it would shift to a fixed camera angle just like Resident Evil um, that they didn't want to throw it away after that project was nixed and so it became this kind of redheaded stepchild I can't remember if it was, I think it was Capcom still back then. Um, whoever developed Resident Evil, I can't remember, because I hate those games. And so I had no high hopes, but I was sick, and there I sat, like the prisoner of fucking Zenda, fucking nine o'clock at night, ironically, same time of year, ironically, same time of night as when this sequel was dropped. And I sat there, and I started playing this game for which I had zero hopes. And I, and I was, like I said, I was not a games journalist at the time. And my mind was blown. Devil May Cry introduced, as a franchise, the concept of button mashing with a purpose. It also was the first game that was an adventure game that was a shooter, that was third person, that was graphics focused, very, you know, heavily emphasis, very heavy emphasis on the quality of visuals, the enormity of the creatures, the geometry, you know, really taxing the PS2 to, I think it was the PS2, to the limits of what it could display. Might have been the PlayStation 1. Doesn't matter. It also was the first game, when I say button mashing with a purpose, it was the first game to have this degree of style. You played as Dante, the demon hunter, in in a in a genre defining game that ultimately other games of this genre that have you know that that are that are um, the progeny of uh, Devil May Cry are Bayonetta, which if you've listened to this podcast at all, then you know that I love Bayonetta. I've only played the first Bayonetta, but I love Bayonetta, and I've never beaten the first Bayonetta, so anyone who tells me anything about Bayonetta will die. Bayonetta, Devil May Cry 2, which was an absolute nasty piece of trash, which I avoided. Devil May Cry 3, which was the only Devil May Cry game that I ever reviewed for the paper and for IGN. or I think it was for IGN, or... Uh, fuck, I was looking for it last night, but I can't remember. And I... It's... My file system is a mess, in all honesty, in terms of this sort of shit. But... Dante has three weapons. He has a firearm, he has a sword, and then I think you also have the ability to switch to another firearm. So you could have, or maybe that, maybe that is Bayonetta. I don't know. I can't remember. This is a long time ago. And you're right, Ivor. More whiskey. We're drinking the good stuff now. We've drink we we drunk all the bad stuff. Mm. Hear how musically it pours? It's much prettier than the cheap stuff. Now we're drinking Pendleton, my old favorite. My old flame. So you have akimbo pistols. You have a pistol in each hand. And you have a sword. I can't remember if you could switch to shotgun on the fly. It doesn't matter. You have these combos. 
So every, okay, here's the biggest deal about uh, Devil May Cry 1 was that you have these two pistols that have infinite ammo and never need to be reloaded. You are a demon hunter. You're Dante, the demon hunter. You're like a rock and roll star in like a gothed out fucking red velour trench coat with white hair and these akimbo pistols and this giant sword on your back. Anime giant sword style on your back. And demons invade from hell to earth. And you're like kind of like a Philip Marlowe, but you just kick ass instead of asking questions. What this means is that instead of um, just holding down a single button to rapid fire your guns, every round that comes out of your guns has to be manually fired. You have to hit the button. This opened up your enemies to massive combos, uh, which you could learn and which you could upgrade. These are generally sword combos. The first time that I ever recall being able to knock an enemy into the air with a sword, jump up to them while shooting them, and then suspend them in the air with my bullets while we are both in the air suspending each other, which is a obvious uh, f- uh, law of physics fallacy because, you know, there's energy that it took to move the matter into the air and then there's energy that took to move you into the air and then there's energy that's caused by you shooting bullets into the thing in the air it, that, that's that's a perpetual motion machine and that that's not going to happen but then you can knock that thing around with the sword you can also cut it in half by pulling it to the ground with your sword by you know one half of fate scissor, like a guillotine, bringing both the sword and the the demon into the ground. You could also pull out a different. I think you could pull out a different gun. It doesn't matter. Or you could, you know, do other combos and stuff. But predominantly, it was knock the enemy up into the air. And if you're standing on the ground, then you can suspend them in the air from by shooting them from the ground. But you have to. It's a lot of button mashing. Very specific button mashing, though. And then you could improve your combos with your sword by learning new ones, by getting, by gaining, uh, I think they were, I think they were still red back then. And they're red again. This was a game unlike any I had ever seen before. And it's one of the games, one of the franchises, one of the games and franchises and playlikes that is on our ding ding ding, you know, we should have a sound effect for it, list of games that needs to come to Linux now, why am I belaboring this point why am I taking my damn sweet time to get to the fucking guts well yesterday, at around 7 o'clock in the morning I saw that Devil May Cry 5 was coming out I missed Devil May Cry 4 Devil May Cry 3 was excellent, but it was no Bayonetta it was very, very good, though. <gasps> Save the franchise after the disaster that was Devil May Cry 2. I saw that it was going... I, I saw on in the Steam client, they were like, ah, oh, Devil May Cry 5, buy it now. So I clicked on it and saw that it was a pre-order that happened to be for later that day. March 7th. Uh, Specifically, I scrolled down and saw that uh, 9pm Pacific Coast time, that's when it would be released. I thought, no fucking way. Will Capcom, Devil May Cry, has resisted Linux, Capcom, and, you know, Capcom in, in toto, in general, has resisted coming to Linux, porting anything to Linux, making sure anything works on Linux. But, you know, fuck it. That's my job. I roll the dice. I check. I find out. And I see. So I bought it. You know, 7 o'clock yesterday morning. I was stoned out of my mind. Drunk beyond all recognition. I go to sleep at like uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wake up at 10 at night, last night, I'm like, oh, there's something I was supposed to do for the podcast. Oh, that's right. 
Devil May Cry 5. So I go to start it up and it starts downloading another 30 gigabytes. It is a huge game. The amount of gig- the amount of storage space required for this game is ridiculous. I am totally what do you call it? I am I'm neither I'm not it's not just pragmatic, I'm stoic. I am like I don't expect it to run. I don't expect it not to run. I don't know what to expect and therefore I expect nothing, etc. Then I messaged this to Jeff Jeffy Wise, friend of the show and friend of myself, and he said that I bet it won't. That was his reply. I'm like, "Fuck you." Wow. Talk about being a dick. Then I have some pizza, brush my teeth, comb my hair. That's a lie. Took a piss. Drank maybe a fifth of whiskey. And then I had to go get Chaser after I did some work, actually. I did about a couple of hours work. It's like around one o'clock in the morning. Come back to the computer after pressing you know, start on fucking Double May Cry and my Steam client. You know, I'm stoic. Went, took another piss, whatever. Preparing the garbage for garbage day, which is today. And I start hearing sounds from the computer and I lean over from the kitchen sink and it's running. So, I am not in a unique position to explain the mechanics or the characters or the plot of Devil May Cry 5 because I never played Devil May Cry 4. However, you do not play as Nero. You play as... or You don't play as Dante. You play as a guy named Nero who has one hand and he has a fucking gorgeous sidekick uh, whose name is Nico. She's some belle, but she's the one who makes all the guns, honey. Um, she's a chain smoker, and the world is ending. Hell has come back to Earth. At least that's what I gathered from the initial cinema sequences and uh, the tutorial gameplay portions of the first 45 minutes of the game which were astonishingly gorgeous running great on Linux Mint 18.3 with a 1080 Ti on three different monitors and live streaming it I've posted uh, I'll put a link to the live stream that uh, we did we we made a highlight of it out of our Twitch thing I can't tell you about the actual quality of the game I'm currently stuck on a boss called Goliath who's really hard. I don't... I I would rather have Dante rather than this guy Nero, who I do not know. But every detail of this game is gorgeous. And it truly comes through. Uh, Even on Linux, via Proton, it all comes through and it goes right into your brain holes. And before you know it, you will be sitting there marveling at some of the greatest, most modern, triple A fucking caliber game material design, you know, advanced modern material design, I mean, you know, incorporating shaders, textures, and etc. 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 Um you will see the highest limits to which that technology has been taken on your Linux box right now and you did it and you can do it and you will be able to do it I mean you could do it right now but the important part of this is that at 9 o'clock last night Pacific Coast time left coast LA time Las Vegas time for all platforms including Linux Devil May Cry 5 launched and runs. And runs, I mean, almost flawlessly. The only flaw that I have found via Proton. Via Proton. So it is as simple as, you know, if if you can meet my hardware requirement, you know, my hardware 
stuff in my software stack, then you can run it right now. Just like everyone else. It is one of the most demanding games I've ever seen in terms of like actual just sheer guts for just fucking insane the shit that they have rendered in this game in game. It is crazy balls. And on day one, let it be known that it launched with Linux support via Proton. So anyone who wants to say that fucking, you know, Linux game is a nightly play or whatever the fuck. Well, this is the biggest title in the world right now, I think, in terms of like new releases. And for for this has only happened like four or five times. Like I can think of very few games, even post Proton, who work this flawlessly and are this demanding, this expensive, and this good for Linux. If you want to show off Proton, fucking show off Devil May Cry Five. Um, I'm not sure about how I feel about the actual game game. Uh, the gameplay remains very much intact, although it's different because you're not Dante anymore. You're this dickhead Nero who grows on you. He's funny too. Um, but that is this is a this is a momentous event. So there you go. That's our show for this week. Devil May Cry Five. Check that off the list. Um, literally, and there is a physical fucking list. I don't know where it is though, which is why I don't show it. But uh, anyway, there you go. That is our show for this week. Um, I I've played. By the way, no crashes so far. I probably jinxed us. Played it for two hours. Devil May Cry Five. Uh, it's sixty bucks. The standard edition is sixty bucks. Um, if you are at all a fan of the franchise, or if you like Bayonetta or this type of game, then I heartily recommend you you get it. I, I've never seen anything like some of the things that I've seen in Devil May Cry 5 on Linux via Proton. Also, finally, in conclusion, uh, before we go, uh, I posted uh, my findings to a report on SteamDB for Devil May Cry 5. Please feel free to post your own um, www.protondb.com Be sure to check out the website www.bestlinksgames.com and our Twitch channel uh, twitch.tv slash skookiesprite S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E That's all I got. I hope that was enough for you. That's right. You, you smell that? That's the smell of the feeling of being treated as Chris Fisher from Linux Action Show would say, from Jupiter Broadcasting would say, that smell is the smell of being treated like a first-class fucking citizen as a Linux user. For reals. Ain't it something? I'll catch you next week. Cheers, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada e. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Internet is for porn. What are you doing? Why? Hey, I think this is porn. Porn, porn, porn. A good idea. Tracky. Oh, hello, kid monster. You are ruining my song. Oh, me sorry. Me no mean to. Well, if you wouldn't mind, please being quiet for a minute so I can finish. 
Okie dokie. Good. I'm glad we have this new technology. For porn. Don't keep fucking saying that to me! For porn. Oh, sorry. From your own desktop. For. You can research, browse, and shop. Until you've had enough and you're ready to stop. It is I. E.B. Farnham. Internet is for porn. The internet is for porn. Tracky. A good idea. Hugging me. Porn to porn. 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 That's gross. That is a fact. Pervert. I like you. I'll get you a drink. Oh, really? You're a pervert. Normal people don't sit at home and look at porn on the internet. Oh? What? You have no idea. Ready, normal people? Ready. Good evening, pricks! <laughs> internet is horrible. Sorry, Kate. The internet is horrible. I masturbate. All these guys unzip their flies for porn. Porn. The internet is not for porn. Flames, flames, flames on the side of my face. A good idea. Internet is for porn. I hate porn. Grab your dick and double click for porn. 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 I hate men. Porn. I'm leaving. Porn. I hate the internet. The internet is for internet is for internet is for porn. And wipe your hands. If I see a smudge, I will have you destroyed. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. It's fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.